Oh my gosh. Welcome back to College to Cam Girl with your favorite Cam Girl, Melissa Stratton or Kitty Baby Cam Girl online. You guys, I have missed you so, so much. I really apologize for being MIA for the past, what, five months. Um, it has been a whirlwind of a ride from the time that I started camming and doing this podcast to now. I look back at those early episodes and I cringe because damn, I didn't know anything. You know, I still don't. I hardly know what I'm doing, really. We're all just kind of faking it. But I know a lot more than I did back then. And that was only a couple months ago. So this is super fun. I love that you guys are along for the ride with me. You know, I have been through so much in the past five months alone. I uh, I had my very first birthday on cam. You guys made that incredible. I got my boobs done. That was pretty fun. <laughs> um, so come check me out online if you want to see how that went. I think it went pretty well. I went to two more Exotica shows. I had the opportunity to be sponsored with Chatterbait um, for one of those shows. I've done lots of collabs, lots of girl-on-girl collabs. Been to uh, some conventions in Hollywood and L.A. I've been making some boy-girl content that you can now purchase on all my platforms. Um, you know, I've kind of considered going pro. That's kind of definitely a new episode coming up for sure about my experience with that. Um, but I think probably the most exciting thing is that we've hit well over a thousand streams here on the podcast total. And I just can't believe the response that I get from you guys when you like hearing all of the information that I'm giving you just from my perspective, you know, if there's anything you guys want to hear or any questions that you have hit me up on social media. I love to talk to you all for sure. Um, but that was definitely a high. And I think the low of the past five months is that, yes, I did get COVID. <laughs> so I feel like my voice is always a little raspy now and I might cough here and there, but you know, I think everyone is sick right now, right? That's just kind of the world we live in. So thank you guys for being here. Don't worry. I still love Cam and I love this podcast. So I thought I would hit you up with kind of a reason why I kind of took a step back from the podcast for a little bit. I've talked about this on my streams before. So this information might not be that new to you, but it's the reason why I titled this episode, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty <laughs> and other cam scams because I feel like at a time when I was really growing with uh, what I was doing, I was also getting a lot of uh, hate and negative feedback and even worse, a lot of like scammy type interactions. And it's hard to weed through those because they're so fucking sophisticated. Oh my gosh. It's like one minute you think you're talking to a fan and the next minute they like have your bank account and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? So, you know, I kind of wanted to shed some light on a couple of experiences that I had hoping that people that are new to camming or even that have been doing it for a while, um, you know, if you haven't had these experiences, maybe you can learn from my mistakes even. I mean, I don't think I've made any mistakes that were too bad, but definitely sometimes it would take me a while to figure out that I was in the process of being scammed. Um, you know, so I think the, you know, that's the first thing. It's like I wasn't just busy these past five months, but I was kind of dealing with a little bit of like, not burnout, but, you know, just kind of like it gets a little tedious when you're doing the same thing night after night. And, um, you know, you're not getting good feedback all the time. And I'm not saying that it's on you guys as a viewer to keep me going. That's not it at all. I got to find that within myself. And so it took me some time to do that, but I did it. So anyway, starting at the beginning, um, some of my favorite scams, meaning the ones that almost got me were, um, accepting PayPal as a, um, 
you know, form of payment for goods and services. And you say, oh, well, what's wrong with PayPal? It's totally legit. Yes, it totally is. But they do allow chargebacks. So I had an instance when um, I worked with a gentleman a couple times and it was right as I was um, recovering from my breast augmentation surgery. Um, I checked my email one day and I had a chargeback for quite a bit of money. And, you know, I'm out for a couple of weeks. I'm not able to get online. I'm not able to do anything. And to have that extra loss of income was really damaging. And I did my best to um, fight that chargeback and to have PayPal kind of work with me on that. But at the end of the day, there's nothing they can do. So I lost um, quite a bit of money. And, you know, I hate that I had to learn that the hard way. I know there's a lot worse ways that I could have learned that lesson, but I think the biggest thing that I learned is keep your services um, with a third party. So sites like Chatterbait, ManyVids, um, OnlyFans, where yes, they take a cut, but they're also offering a lot of payment protection for you. We know that in the adult industry, payment portals, um, you know, credit card processing, it's really tricky right now. There's, uh, you know, they say that it's, one reason or another, but we know it kind of comes down to like morality and, um, you know, even protection for people that shouldn't be involved in the adult industry. Uh, but oh gosh, it's just such a tricky, tricky thing. So I have narrowed down the ways that I accept payments to protect myself. And I hope that you, um, as a performer and as an enjoyer of an, of adult services, that you can work with, um, each other here. Like, what am I trying to say? If you're purchasing adult services, don't negotiate and don't ask if you can pay another way. If a performer tells you this is what I accept, that's it. Because at the end of the day, there's not much we can do. Things are the net of how we're able to accept payments is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So, you know, play fair. And as a performer, like I said, keep yourself protected. New things are always going to come up. So, you know, I don't think you can be perfect 100% of the time, but always make sure you have a little bit of a reserve. Um, do your best not to live paycheck to paycheck <laughs> so that when you do take some time off, you are able to, um, still support yourself and have something in reserve for when instances like that arrive. It's going to happen. Um, an, another, oh, sorry. <clears throat> another one of my favorite scams are people that appear like they want to help you. I feel like if anyone ever comes at me with, Hey, I noticed, no, 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 no. Can I help you with this? Or have you ever thought about doing this? My company does this. It's an immediate no from me. If I need your help, I'll reach out for it. If you're a fan, just let me know. But people that reach out trying to help you, it never, never works out in your favor. One of those instances I had was uh, people offering to make me a free fleshlight. You know what a fleshlight is, right? Where you have like your, your pussy like molded or you take like pictures of it and they get like 3D printed and then you have a fleshlight of your exact pussy. Now those things actually crack me up because I feel like number one, they all look the same. <laughs> there's just no way I'm like that can't actually be my pussy right like unless you're gonna put like <laughs> some moving parts there I just don't think that you know I don't know they're cute they're cute we'll put it that way flashlights are cute but I there was something about like they would own the rights to it but then I would get it for free and it was just like ugh, no anytime anybody ever offers you anything for free it's an absolute no and I'm seeing this a lot 
in kind of like the NFT space as well. It's like, can we make an NFT of you? Will you promote our NFTs? You know, and you'll get uh, nothing. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second. No. Um, and these things are kind of tricky because especially with new technology or new opportunities, um, you know, I feel like if you don't have a really solid plan in place in terms of like, you know, like I said before, like payment portals or or what the rev share program is, then it's just not a good opportunity for you. So as a performer, stay focused on what you do. I totally get it when you're trying to diversify what you do and create more of a residual income situation. Um, but damn, be careful. Be careful, man. Um, let's see. <laughs> I think the one instance that I had recently that really kind of like crushed my spirit was that I I've talked before on the podcast about being kink friendly and I definitely still am, but I've noticed that people with kink, um, requirements, uh, and, and fetishes, sorry. I think what I mean to say is fetishes kink is like, we've talked about this before. The definition of kink is, um, that you like something or that something turns you on. And a fetish is more that you have to have that in order to feel aroused um, or or finish even or or something like that. So there is a little bit of a difference between the two. I think we use them interchangeably a lot, but that's not really correct. So what I'm trying to say is I've been approached um, with fetishes before and I've said, yeah, sure, no problem. But there was one in particular. And unfortunately, I feel like I don't want to spread awareness of this. So I'm going to be really vague over what it was specifically, um, because at the end of the day, it is illegal. And I think that was the hardest part is I didn't realize that um, that what was happening could end up being illegal behavior um, until I did some research. And I felt really icky about the fact that I almost got caught in this weird little web. So if you really are interested, if you're a performer and you really are interested in what I'm talking about, um, then DM me and I'll let you know. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where I just, I don't want to spread all the negativity. But what I will tell you is I was approached by a super, super nice fan um, in my chat room on Chatterbait. And he was talking about things in a tip note. He was tipping really well. He was very complimentary. And then he kind of started in on, hey, would you ever do something like this? Or what do you think of this? And I said, oh yeah, that's kind of weird, but sure. Yeah, no problem. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind. Um, and I'm not saying he would ask me straight out. He was asking more like hypotheticals, like, would you ever, or what do you think if someone does this? And, and so I was kind of answering his questions and I was like, Hey, whatever. And he was like, Hey, well, I would pay really well to watch you do something like this. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I could totally do that. So you know, if people ever have specific requests or they wanted a, a custom video, I would say, you know, reach out to me on those appropriate platforms. So he did. And the conversation kept veering towards this one specific behavior. And I was like, what is up with that? And since I'm new, Google's my best friend um, and worst enemy. But so I Google this uh, thing that he kept asking me to do. And I find out that it is a grooming behavior for a much more dangerous behavior, which is in turn very illegal in lots of countries. Um, and it's not allowed online. And so I was horrified that I had been talking to this person for quite some time and letting them think that I would engage in this behavior because I didn't really understand where it was going. 
And like I said, it just, it just crushed me. I try to be so accommodating and so kind and very real with my followers. And I felt like it just totally backfired. You know, I started thinking about, you know, am I going to get in trouble for the things that I've said? Um, You know, I just, I don't think I was careful enough because I didn't know what I was interacting with. So at the end of the day, I learned um, the hard way to do your research, (laughs) do it up front. If you're not familiar with something, figure it out (laughs) pretty quick. Um, But that just kind of like, it really pulled me back into my shell when it came to interacting with people. I kind of stopped um, messaging as much online. It it weighed really heavy on my heart. And it was part of the reason I didn't have any good topics to talk about on my podcast. Um, Because it was just right at the forefront of my mind that I had accidentally almost engaged in something and that somebody had taken advantage of me with starting these conversations. And I just, oh, I mean, you can tell it just really bothered me. And to this day, it still really bothers me. But instead of, you know, feeling icky and used, I decided to just feel empowered about it. Hey, you lived and learned. We're moving on. So, um, you know, like I said, looking back, I'm glad that I learned from it, but it definitely was the reason why I kind of retreated a little bit and tried to change some of the things that I do, meaning like, you know, spend more time online in my chat room, less time DMing fans, um, just to kind of protect my heart and my mental situation a little bit. Um, and then I think in turn, I kind of became a little less kink friendly. You know, sometimes it only takes that one experience to ruin it for you. I've noticed that I've had a lot less people with fetishes and kinks ask me to do things because I feel like when they come into my room, I'm not as accepting or friendly to them anymore. And I'm hoping that I can get that back, that passion for making everyone happy. Um, But for now, I really have kind of like, you know, like I said, kind of like narrowed my circle of what I'm willing to do in order to protect myself and protect against kind of that burnout feeling. Um, before I go into that anymore, you know, that feeling of, of burnout and, and kind of, (laughs) I don't know that growing really fast and, and that repetition of, of what we do. Um, I want to tell you about one more instance I had, and this one was a big one for me. Um, an instance that I had that really taught me a lot, but was very negative. Why is it that we learn so much from our negative experiences? (laughs) Why? Uh, I'm just one of those kind of people that has to learn the hard way. So uh, I think when I was very first starting out, traffic and obscurity are a huge problem for cameras, Um, just because the space is so saturated. I mean, if you view cams, you know, there's there's a million girls that look exactly the same, doing exactly the same thing. If you have a certain type, you've got your pick. I mean, so it's hard as a camera. You're like, I want more traffic because that does directly um, translate into tips and and. I don't know, and success in general, you know, you got to raise out of that obscurity. So I had an opportunity to be on a fellow cameras show um, as kind of like a guest and they have a huge audience. And I had watched the show a few times before and thought this would be amazing. Let's do it. Well, it comes down to it. And I had, um, Oh gosh, this was actually, this was so long ago that I had to rent a hotel room in order to make this um, kind of show, this collab happen um, because I was traveling at the time um, with family and I didn't want anyone to know. 
So I was like, hey, I'm gonna go stay with friends. You know, the old like sleepover trick, you know, I'm gonna stay at so-and-so's house, but really you're <laughs> you're at where you shouldn't be. That's exactly what I did. So I went and got a hotel room. I brought all my camp stuff. I was ready to go. And right before the show, they let me know that, um, you know, I'm, I don't know. It just turned really negative really fast. And the reason why it did, as I said, okay, I know that you had said we were going to do a 50, 50 token split because I'm on your show, but I'm the one performing. So 50, 50. Um, so go ahead and send me a screenshot of your current tokens and then the tokens after the show so that I know how much I'll be getting and we can keep it above board. Cause I had never worked with this person before, never met them in person, didn't have that many conversations, but I was a fan of their work. So, um, that's all it took for them to just completely flip out on me, verbally harassing, I mean, the, it was all in Twitter DMs that I have screenshotted. So I still have it. I'm not going to read any of it. I don't want anyone to know who this person is because I don't want to give any attention to the negativity besides the fact that I want you to know that when someone makes you uncomfortable or talks to you in an abusive way, calls you names, tells you you're not worth anything, you don't know anything, how dare you ask for verification, um, you know, at that time I was so upset and I was ready to go on for the show that was starting in about 15 minutes. And I had spent all this money to get a hotel room and be there and do this, that I I felt like I just had to swallow it and take it. But I told myself never again. After this, I'm never doing it again. But the worst part is we work it out. They send me the screenshot of the tokens that I wanted so that I could feel good about it. I get on and do the show and it was the one of the worst camp shows I've ever had. What one of the absolute worst. I didn't, you know, wasn't familiar with the people in the room. They didn't really know what I was about and how I like to do things. It was we were really slow to hit goals. Um I just felt a lot of pressure and the person that I was supposed to be on the show with decided to not show up at all. <laughs> like they came, they started the show and then they clicked off and it was just me in someone else's room for a couple hours and it was kind of miserable. So I learned that if something doesn't feel right, don't do it. Now you can say that all day long, but when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm a hard worker and I don't want to let people down. So I did it. I didn't want to, um, to flake or to, you know, take the easy way out, but I think out of respect for myself, I probably should have. Um, so take from that what you will, at the end of the day, I got my 50 tokens, my 50 tokens, my 50% of the tokens earned, which I definitely deserved a lot more for <laughs> being on a show where I was the only one doing anything, but whatever, I'll, I'll take it. I'm not sure that that experience catapulted me or gained me an audience or helped me make any money in the future. So consider that too. Exposure is what it is, but you're sometimes you're not able to quantify exactly how it helped you. And sometimes it doesn't. So pick opportunities that you um, are excited about, that you feel joy with, that match your branding, and that you don't have to struggle to make work. Um, meaning I had to fake a smile the entire time. I was just, I was miserable. You know, there's so many people in this industry that are fun and are going to like you and love you and have a good product at the end of the day and a happy audience that are willing to accept you. So, you know, I think uh, it was pretty funny because after after that night, um, 
you know, it, it was one of those, like, you know, they told me in so many words, like, you know, we'll never have you back. You're a horrible piece of shit. And I was like, okay, I didn't do anything to deserve that. I stuck it out. I gave you a great show and we've met our goals of what we wanted to earn. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Um, and a week later, <laughs> after all of that, they asked me back and I said, no. <laughs> so that's the other thing too. Don't work with people you don't want to work with. Simple as that. There's plenty of people in the space. You can find other people that you want to work with. So, you know, I'm thinking about this too, in terms of if you're a new, new camera, kind of like I am, any type of collab should always be a content trade and you can determine what the trade is and where you're going to put that content after the trade in a, in a contract, definitely get things on paper. If people don't want to communicate over email or they don't want to put things on paper or whatever, don't work with them. You know, even as simple as like, you know, if you've got a friend that wants to cam with you, get it on paper so that there's no questions, there's no hurt feelings. And the other thing, you know, if you're not going to do a content trade where there's no money or tokens transacting, you're just saying, hey, we're going to film this and then we're both going to get the content. We can do whatever we want with it. Um, then make sure that the, the split is 50-50. Unless you're working with a really big star and a really big name, it should be 50-50 because you are just as important and the work that you're putting in is just as important as what they're bringing to the table. Don't let anybody tell you that, well, hey, you know, I've got the bigger audience. I've got this. I've got that. So it's going to have to be more in my favor. I, you know, I just, I don't think that's fair because one day you'll be as big as they are and you can help a, help someone that might not have as big of an audience. Just keep it 50-50. All right. Everybody's putting in the same amount of work. Okay. So that goes into the best way to avoid burnout is to keep it positive. After all these things that happened to me, after all these things that were kind of negative, um, that kind of like broke my spirit and took away from the positivity of what I was doing, I really had to like reset. So the way that I did that is I did take a little bit of time off. I spent a lot of time meditating on positivity. I literally burned some sage around my cam set and I bought some new things in my set to kind of change it up a little bit, you know, change some angles, put a new rug, did some different things so that it felt like a new space. It felt like a new beginning. And I mean, you know, I just wanted to like move forward and keep it positive. And I think I've really learned how to set more boundaries, which I think I've talked about in the past too. Set those boundaries, keep yourself safe. Don't don't worry about making mistakes and putting yourself out there and having people reject you. That's just part of it. You know, you're going to learn the hard way every once in a while. Hopefully the things that I've told you will help you not have to learn in such a hard way like I did. But at the end of the day, this is a tough business and it is work. You know, we want to have fun and we want to do it, but you know, you got to make smart business decisions. So like I said, if you, you know, if you're new, if you're old, if you, to camming, <laughs> if you are, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out to me on social media. I love talking to you guys. You can find me on Twitter at kittybaby underscore cam. If you're trying to find any of my content links in the bio on Twitter, um, I'm not too hard to find, uh, if you're searching for kitty baby cam girl on chatterbait. Um, thank you guys so, so much for listening, letting me ramble about the things that have been bothering me and all the new shit that I've got coming out and going on. You're definitely going to want to be following me because I mean, you know, I'm constantly growing and changing. I'm going to do my best to keep you guys updated here. 
and come out with some more fun ideas. Trust me, I've got to do another Cam Fails episode because I have been collecting quite the list of, of Cam Fails lately. It's just, oh gosh, it's bound to happen. So, um, you know, I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me. I will see you online um, on Chatterbait. On Oh, hey, I started a Pornhub page. There are free previews. Go check it out. Keep it sexy. I'll see you next time.